welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down every episode of the 10-season show. Today, we're talking about Season 3, Episode 8, The Backstory. Mary, what happened this week? Everyone except Andrea and Brandon are taking their SATs again. After a prep course, a local news station asks the gang to talk about how they're feeling about taking college entrance exams. Brenda talks to a reporter for a few minutes before Steve interrupts to yell at said reporter. This reporter works for a program called The Backstory, and they said mean and untrue things about his mom on TV one time. The reporter, Beth, shows up at the school and asks Brenda to take her or to talk to her off campus. Beth tries to convince Brenda to participate in a story about her and her friends. Brenda bums one of Beth's cigarettes, which, along with the promise that she'll get to be on camera, is enough to convince her to tell Beth everything about herself and her friends. Steve flirts with a girl in the hallway, but she's a junior and also seeing some West Bev alum. Brandon laments the fact that all these college guys are taking all of the high school girls away. I wonder who he could be talking about. Later at the Peach Pit, Steve meets up with BJ, and that girl from earlier is there too for like half a second. Steve asks BJ if he happens to have any old term papers lying around. BJ says he has a thing that's better than term papers, a master key that somehow works on doors, filing cabinets, and whatever a grade bank is. Steve has till the weekend to decide whether or not he wants to take that key and be a cheater again. Steve tells Brandon about the key. Brandon tells Steve to just do his best and get into college honestly. Steve decides to do the right thing. Nikki asks Donna for advice about Brandon, assuming he's stressed about the SATs. Donna says he's only high-strung at school and acts much more laid back at the peach pit. Nikki goes to the peach pit and acts surprised to find him there. Nat has been yelling at Brandon all night that particular day, so he pays her like no attention at all. Nikki joins the newspaper to try and get closer to Brandon. He yells at her, but then makes a ton of nonsensical excuses and tells her it would never work between them. Nikki tells him not to get ahead of himself. She only asked if he was okay. Brenda tells Brandon to ask Nikki out, but he doesn't want to because she's a sophomore. Brandon tells Brenda to ask Mrs. Teasley for permission before agreeing to do the backstory story. Brenda confesses that she doesn't feel like she has her friends anymore. Donna is busy with David and Kelly is sad because of reasons we know, but Brenda doesn't. Brenda feels like Dylan is all she has. Brandon reminds her he exists. When the twins get home, Jim and Cindy are on their way out the door for a date. Cindy hugs Brenda goodbye and a pack of cigarettes falls out of somewhere. The whole family yells at Brenda. She tells them they're not her cigarettes and she barely smokes, but she'll quit, definitely, like right now. Kelly and Brenda have not been getting along lately. I wonder why that is. Dylan tells Brenda he's going to skip the SAT to visit his dad. Brenda nags him about college, and Kelly says Dylan can do whatever he wants and also quit pretending to not be addicted to cigarettes, Brenda. Brenda tries to leverage her quitting smoking forever to get Dylan to take the SATs. Brenda meets Beth at a sketchy high-tech RV to give her David's video scrapbook and last year's yearbook. Brenda tells Beth all kinds of secrets about her friends and also smokes Beth's cigarettes. Beth told Brenda she wants to run a nice wholesome story about some teenagers, but her co-worker Dan needs to spice the story up a bit. When the show airs, Brenda watches with Cindy and Jim and panics when she realizes all of her quotes were taken out of context. She goes outside for a walk and runs into Brandon outside the house. Brandon convinces her to throw her cigarettes away before taking or before getting her three scoops of ice cream. 
Brenda calls or Brenda tries to call all her friends who apologize, but understandably, no one will talk to her. When Brenda arrives to take the SAT, she tries to apologize to all her friends again and explain what happened with the story. Again, no one will talk to her. They all take the test. Dylan decides to go visit his dad instead of taking the SAT with Brenda. Dylan's dad tells Dylan he should take the SATs and earn a college degree. Dylan is somehow able to take the SAT in the same town as his dad's prison because that's totally how test-taking works. Beth shows up at the Walsh house to apologize to Brenda and tell her she quit the backstory because her boss, her boss's boss, and that guy's boss all suck. Brandon brings Beth to the school where she apologizes to Brenda and her friends and explains that Brenda did actually not talk shit about all of them even though she totally did give them all that information. She leaves them with evidence that Brenda isn't as much of a bitch as they all think she is, and they all forgive Brenda. Nikki shows up at the Peach Pit again, where the whole gang is hanging out after the SAT. Brandon apologizes to Nikki for being a dick and claims that blowing up on her was so unlike him. Turns out Brandon does like her. He kisses her and offers her a milkshake. Okay. So the Walsh twins were totally just intolerable in this whole episode, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like, all of my notes were just like, Brandon, shut up. Brenda, you're dumb. Brandon, <laughs> stop it. Yeah, they're a little too, like, Brandon was too crusady and, like, too, like, I don't know, Brandon. And then Brenda, <laughs> she was just, she was almost not Brenda, which I thought was weird. She was, like, kind of Brenda, but not Brenda, because I feel like she would have caught on to the whole backstory thing. But anyway, I don't want to get, I don't want to get too far ahead. No, and I completely agree with you, because that was my whole thing. I was like, she's not usually this naive. Mm-hmm. Like, if she does something that, you know, looks, I guess, quote-unquote stupid, she knows what she's doing. Right. But, I mean, yeah, that's a little bit farther down the line, because first we have to take the SATs again. And we start at the SAT prep course. And we have to sit there and we have to watch that guy explain what scan, discard, select, move on. Yeah, it was a um, great acronym. Super close to uh, BDSM. <laughs> how, do you, how do you make it BDSM? Um, you just have to replace scan. So Browse. browse. <laughs> yeah, browse. Nice. <laughs> Just just browse the test. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's at first, like, I wasn't really paying too much attention. I was like, is he just telling them, like, like literally scan? Don't read the question. Just scan the question. Yeah, I think it was more in terms of, like, the answers. Like, you know, you read the question, and then you, like, you scan the answers. Then you discard what you think is the wrong answer. What was the other S? Select, Yeah. Yeah, then you choose one and then you move on. But I'm like, that's just literally how tests work. Yeah, it was just like the whole time they were doing this, I was like, this is a waste of my time. And even Kelly knew it. Like, she oh, yeah. was so bored. The yeah, only she... thing I got out of this was that this is the first time David's taking it and Steve still has a mullet. <laughs> yep. And that this is almost like the, um, I guess, the confirmation that David is technically a senior even though throughout the episode they like refer to him as young David and all of that which I kind of actually really like um but yeah it's kind of that confirmation like okay yeah David is now in a 
prep course with the other actual seniors because remember he's trying to graduate early well and I thought it was interesting because yeah they were talking about the SAT so I was like we we did this already didn't we yeah mm-hmm. because Brandon and Brenda got the same scores but reversed right yeah I was wondering about that like why is Brenda taking it again but Brandon isn't when they had the same score because of course Brandon isn't taking it again I mean <laughs> yeah. that's like the only answer I can give. Yeah. Didn't he I mean, not want to take it the first year too? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not I'm, prepared. And then he gets like a good score. Yeah. No, I'm really hoping that Brenda gets a way better score than him this time and gets into a much better school than him. And then somehow he manages to turn it on. Like, it's not my fault. I can't mm-hmm. believe I didn't get into a better school. I worked so hard. Yeah. They're just out to get me because I'm not special yeah he can have one of those totally out of character meltdowns <laughs> yeah. oh my god every time he said that he's like that's not really me I was like oh really Brandon really yeah who do it's you really think you? you are I just want a montage of Brandon freaking out to play back to him at that <laughs> moment like, like a dream really sequence <laughs> yeah no we need like a flashback episode Mm-hmm. Were those were those popular in the nineties? I think they were on other shows. Oh, I kind of hope I'm we get sure. like a clip show, right? Like I feel like there's got to have been some other show back then that did these, but yeah, I don't know when they got popularized. But yeah, yeah. if if he was like if this was the clip show episode, they would all be talking about the SATs, and we would flash back to last time we had the SATs, and like. Mm-hmm. They kind of did do it when Brenda brought in David's video yearbook and they were like flashing back of like this was the, you know, uh, first year season finale when they were all at the party. And then here is the this thing where they were all at the, I don't even remember, the time capsule day. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think but- my favorite part was when they showed the stores that are from the intro of the show. <laughs> yeah they basically just use the opener to the um or the like montage that you usually see in the beginning or if you guys remember the first season theme song yeah. when you did see the stores yeah <laughs> they just use I was that. like I recognize that from season one mm-hmm. yep <laughs> um but yeah they take they're in this SAT prep course then it ends and as soon as they walk outside there's like a tv crew there and basically they want to talk about oh the stresses of being in high school and taking the SAT and nonsense and like pretty much immediately Steve recognizes the logo on the bag of it being the backstory and he hates them like really really hates them I mean, for good reason, right? Like, he immediately steps in. He's like, what about that, you know, hack job you did on Samantha Sanders? And he gets so pissed and just was like, I'm not going to let you do that to my friends. And I was just like, oh, Steve, hello. It's been a while. (laughs) Yeah, he, like, immediately steps in and gets all, like, macho about it. And, like, I don't understand how nobody else figured out that this was fake when they were like, first of all, KTMB TV is way too long of a name. That's not a real thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, all of their bags say the backstory. Yeah. And I mean, you would think like all of them living in 90210, like watching a local television or something like somebody besides Steve would have known. Like, I guess 
Sure, Brenda and Brandon. I mean, we can't really use the excuse that they haven't lived here forever because it's like season three, but I feel like Kelly would have recognized it because I bet the Samantha Sanders expose could have happened while she and Steve were dating. Like, oh, definitely. Yeah, so I just feel like it was weird that he was the only one that noticed. Well, and the idea that, like, yeah, he gets so mad, justifiably, in my opinion, and then just, like, literally, like, drops the mic on her. Yeah. And Brenda goes over and apologizes to Beth for him. And it's just like, his Samantha Sanders is his mom. He's very protective of her. Like, I mean, yeah, but I don't think that totally matters. Yeah, like, I mean, Steve doesn't, nobody owes these reporters anything. Like, their their job is to try to get who they can get. And if you don't want to be interviewed or if, you know, they had wronged your mother in the past, like, you don't owe them that explanation. You can just not do an interview well and they're lying yeah like she's not being clear about where she works well and she tries to cover or not cover it up but like she tries to like explain it away and be like oh i'm i'm new here i don't know that story that's not what i do yeah but that's what your show does right like i i don't know i kind of wish she had been like well yeah i mean we've done other people have done that thing in the past, but that's not what I'm trying to do. And I mean, still, Steve would be completely justifiable in not wanting to talk to her. Yeah, but absolutely. Like, I don't like the idea that they're just like, oh my god, I can't believe that Steve just, you know, had such of a outrage, blah blah. Like, no. Oh, s- side note, uh, Karen Rosen wrote this episode, so I had high hopes, but Karen really let me down this episode. I didn't even realize that this was the Karen episode. This is the episode that I assumed that Brenda and Dylan would get their shit found out and nothing mm-hmm. happened. Yep. <sighs> I will say, though, I did like that throughout this episode, we didn't see Dylan and Kelly just constantly being like, we want to be together, but it's wrong. But we want to be together. But you have a girlfriend. Yeah, instead we got like, we took away the focus from Dylan and Kelly, and we got all the focus on Brenda and Kelly are fighting. All they ever do is fight. I mean, yeah. And like, I did notice when uh, Brenda is sitting in that super creepy Winnebago that like when she talks about Kelly, she says like, oh yeah, she used to sleep around a whole lot and she had a really bad reputation. It's like, And that's exactly what Kelly's been talking about for episodes. Exactly. That was not a good look for Mm -hmm. Brenda at all. That was, like, such a Brandon thing to say of Brenda. Just be like, oh, yeah, she sucked before I moved here, but now she's my best friend and is a good person. (laughs) Yeah, you're so right. The whole time that she was talking about all those things with her friends, and, like, it would start as, like, a super, like, diss and then be like, but they're great now. And it's like, you're you're dumb. Like, what do you do? They're going to take the first half of what you've said. Yeah. And not the second half of what you've said. Yeah, they don't care about, like, that. It's it was almost like a backhanded compliment. Not like a backhanded compliment, but it was something like, you know, doing the whole, like, you're great, but they hear something juicy. Like, I don't know. It's like, why would anyone take, like, she's super loving and caring and a really good friend over she had a nose job and she used to sleep around. Like, yeah, that's oh again. Why? How is Brenda so naive in that? 
And, and like, who just goes around and tells some random TV reporter that your best friend has a nose job and attitude and that she used to be really loose? Yeah. <laughs> right. And if somebody asked me, like, oh, what's the deal with this girl? I'd be like, you know, she likes sports. Her favorite TV show is da-da-da. Like, it would be more about their interests, not, like, their sexual history. Yeah. I don't know. I probably would have been like, oh, this one time we all went camping together and it was weird, but we also bonded. (laughs) Yeah, I can also really see Brenda just, like, talking about other shit that has happened. Of like, oh, yeah, this one time it was Christmas and I brought who I thought was a homeless man home, but he wasn't. (laughs) And then he gave me Tiffany's earrings. (laughs) That may or may not have been stolen. Yeah, she would have thrown somebody else under the bus. So I got nothing. I can't redeem Brenda for this. Or I can't come yeah. up with a better off. I don't know. I mean, I mean she fucked up. Like, yeah. Like, she didn't do anything to really be redeemed other than, like, t- like, yeah. She, I, yeah, I don't have anything to, good to say <laughs> about it. It's like, yeah, you, you done goofed, Brenda. The next thing we see is Steve. Yep. And Steve is immediately like being kissed on the cheek. <laughs> I know. I was just like, who is this? What's happening? Tell me everything. And then he's like, oh, she's got a boyfriend. I was like, damn it, Steve. Yeah. If you got a boyfriend also, why are you kissing somebody else on the cheek? I mean, yeah, that was definitely weird. And I didn't totally appreciate the misdirect. Mm-hmm. But I do love that this is happening. And then Brandon's like, Ugh, a sophomore is looking at me. Gross. Yeah. Like I hate Brandon's whole age thing because it's literally like when it's the reverse, he would immediately be like to that girl. Why don't you like me? Like whoever, if she was older than him, he would be all offended that she didn't like him because of his age. But yet he's offended that a girl two years younger than him is interested in him. Like, what is what is the problem, Brandon? You should be happy any girl likes you with your attitude. Right? Like, this has happened twice in both directions. Because you had the one freshman that was like, I we barely got any information on her, but that she really had a crush on him. And then we have Nikki, like, trying to get close to him now. And then we had uh, What's-Her-Face from the mall development episode and the massage therapist. And, like, yeah, mm-hmm. both times that it's been older women, he has no problem throwing himself at them knowing he's, you know, two, four, eight years younger than them. But, like, <laughs> one year difference. He's just, like, that's disgusting. Yep. It's, it's so Brandon. Like, ugh. I don't – I do like, though, that we find out that Nikki is a sophomore because I was actually wondering that. Yeah, she does look, you know – a lot younger than the rest of the crowd. So that was, I'm glad they cleared that up and, and didn't try to like, I think it would have been weird if they tried to make her a senior as well, just because it's like, okay, you're not really part of the OG friend group and you coming in senior year, like that would be a little bit weird. It would be totally different if like they were in college and she was new in college because you're just meeting all new friends. But um, yeah, so I'm glad, I'm also glad that they made her a sophomore and not like immediately like directly younger, which Oh, wait. No, that's right. Because I was thinking that only um, senior buddies could have freshmen, but they can also have transfers. So, yeah, we're good. Yeah, and, like, it's 
it's a pretty easy way to write her into the story for maximum this year. And then when everybody mm-hmm. goes to college next year because David's trying to graduate early and everybody else actually is seniors or, you know, they just leave Beverly Hills in general, like, she just stays behind. And that's just an easy right. way to have her and also get rid of her. Very true. Um, sorry, I'm trying to look up how old the actress who plays Nikki Witt is. <laughs> Watch her be, like, 47 right. when this was done. Yeah, so... Nikki Witt, she was born, I need some fast math, she was born in 1966. Oh, okay. So she would have been, wait, 26? 26? That's, wow. That feels old. I know. She cute, though. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Go her. Through most of this episode, she is kind of stalking Brandon, Mm -hmm. which I guess goes pretty well for a Brandon girlfriend. Yeah. Like, that's par for the course. Yeah, and and I will admit, like, she was kind of annoying, and I think that was on purpose, but you also really only see it from Brandon's perspective, so it's easy to see, like, how she could be, you know, annoying him or stalking him or whatever when, you know, she does go to Donna and it's like, you know, how do I get through to him? He seems like something's off or like he seems like he's in a bad mood, blah, blah, blah. And Donna tells her basically, like, go to the beach bit. He's much more relaxed there, which I'm like, no, he's not. He's never relaxed. But um, but basically, like, there's a couple of times, like, when she's in the newsroom with him and she's, like, kind of slunk over his desk and almost, like, begging for notes. I, I don't know. I did also get a little annoyed, but I think Brandon should have just been, like, Hey, so if you are trying to get my attention because you like me, I'm not interested or something like that. And I mean, I would have given him the same exact advice Andrea did eventually. Yeah, Yeah. I do really like the idea that we're probably seeing this through Brandon's point of view of like, all right, well, she showed up at the peach pit and tried to talk to me while I was really busy. And then she took up a chair at the bar and would not make a decision on what she wanted to order. And then she joined the newspaper, and I know she has a crush on me, so she probably only joined the newspaper just to talk to me, and on and on and on. And he's also not chill at the newspaper either. Yeah. I mean, he's just not chill is the answer. But Yeah, exactly. It just really annoyed me that he just didn't talk to her. Like, yeah. she was there for so long, and he could have just been like, hey, what's going on? Like, I feel like all she wanted to do is have a conversation and he's just like ignoring her and then yelling. Yeah, totally. Yeah, completely agree. Because, yeah, that's exactly it. He says nothing to her. And then she comes up to him and I don't remember exactly what she says. I think you mentioned it, Mary, where she's just like, is everything okay?" And he just starts yelling at her. And she's just like, did I miss something? (laughs) Yeah, I love how she like turns it around on him, which... I will say, like, he does yell, and then he, like, immediately apologizes, which is not Brandon. So maybe the fact that he was apologizing is the part that he meant was so not him. (laughs) Yeah, like, he immediately realized, like, wait a second, why am I apologizing? This is so unlike me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. No, Brandon Brandon was weird this episode. He had a lot going on. He did. That's why I kind of want to wrap up like the whole Nikki thing, just because that was like 
the shortest part of it um, because all she really does is, yeah, she just kind of is there the whole episode. He can't figure out what the heck to do. He forgets how to have a conversation like we just said. And then when he finally does have one, he yells. But then because I think Brandon, Brandon might have a kink for like people who are mad at him. Because he's definitely got something. Even, yeah, because even with, like, Emily, like, she, you know, Emily Valentine was very chaotic, and he liked that until, you know, obviously went way, way too far, and then with Brooke, you know, he finds out she's a racist, and he's just like, well, we just won't talk about it, but I'm still, like, sexually attracted to you, so let's still do this thing, until that became too much, and now with Nikki, she was I guess annoying but then he blows up and then she like basically schools him and gives him a good sick burn and he's like wait a minute you weren't acting like that now I like you and just surprise kisses her in the back of the peach pit which number one ew because he just like devoured her face well and you don't surprise I don't like surprise kisses not in this yeah like like, not mid-sentence. Like, let her say what she wants to say and then kiss her. Well, and that's, yeah, that's a very, like, mm-hmm. Hollywood trope of, like, I want this woman to shut up, so I'm going to kiss her. And then she's going to be totally excited about the fact that I kissed her. Oof. It just, it makes me so mad. It happens all the time. I'm trying to remember, um, maybe you guys will know this, unless it's one of my guilty pleasure shows, but there was, oh, what was it? There, okay, there's a conversation between a girl and a guy. Oh, nope, I got it. I got it. It's One Tree Hill. Um, so I don't think you guys have watched One Tree Hill, <laughs> so I won't go on and on about it. But basically, there's it. a surprise kiss. Oh, okay. So did you watch season one? Yes. Okay. At the very end of the season, I think it is a season finale. It's a great season finale. Um, But Haley is mad at Nathan, and... He or or maybe it wasn't the season. No, it wasn't the season finale. It was like sometime in the middle of the season, and she's mad at him for um basically telling Lucas that like he's only getting tutored by Haley to mess with Lucas, and mm-hmm. she like now refuses to tutor him, and because Lucas is her best friend, and she goes to, or he goes to her house, and she's like, "What the heck are you doing here?" Uh, and she's just, they're all mad. She's all mad. And she's like, and at this point, there's not even anything that you could say or do that would surprise me. And like, right as she finishes saying surprise me, he kisses her. And it was uh-huh. amazing. Cause That's Nathan and cute. Haley forever. But yeah, she because was done Nathan talking. and Haley are forever. Yeah. That's she true. Was she done was talking. done talking. It. Mm-hmm. And she, yeah. She's like, I don't know. That's cute. I'll keep that one. Yeah, and I, was like, I think that's, we wanna... that's different. That is much different than Brandon. Agreed. Oh, yeah. But, oh, um, totally. Caitlin, what you were saying about Brandon's, like, anger fetish or whatever, he does like to pick <laughs> fights with Andrea, so that's just further Ooh. evidence to that point. Yeah, he is big on I intensity. like that. Like, I think if you yeah. look back at a lot of the girls he's dated, like there is something intense in their life. Like, the ones that he sticks with end up having, like, longer storylines of, you know, I don't remember what they said about Emily and, like, what mental disorder she had. But there was her, and then Brooke was a racist, and 
you know, I guess Nikki's a stalker is what we're going with at the moment. But, like, yeah, he dated yeah. the one girl from East Side Story who had, like, seen a gang shooting. And True. Like, he He likes the drama. He thrives in it because I think that gives him an excuse to be angry. That's his secret. He's always angry. <laughs> yeah, no, that totally tracks because, like, if he's dishing this all out to Nikki and then she's just like, I'm sorry, what? And gives it back to him. He's like, that is it. He was just like, oh, hello. And then, yeah, <laughs> like he surprise kisses her. So she surprise kisses him. Yeah. The whole thing was cringy, honestly. I hated the whole thing. I really did. And I just, I really don't like the, like, the shut up kiss. Hate it. Yeah, I don't either. It's not good. I would not want to be, like, I'm a person who, like, some of my pet peeves, and this is not, like, this doesn't have any subtext to a podcast, because obviously we're uh, still in quarantine, so I was going to say I don't like being interrupted, (laughs) but again, (laughs) that has nothing to do with this, because we're remote podcasting, so interrupting will be a thing, but basically, like, when I'm in the middle of a story, or you know, I'm, you know, talking to my husband and he just gets distracted and interrupts me. Like stuff like that just really makes me mad because I'm like, I will give you any time of the day. You can give me five seconds. Um, but then my second pet peeve um, that I was going to say, and now I've kind of lost my train of thought a little bit. Um, oh, just the shut up kiss. Yeah. So I don't like being interrupted. And it's like, if I'm trying to make a point or if I'm trying to like, you know, make an argument or like get my point across the worst thing you could do is make me stop finishing my thought whether it's by a kiss or interrupting me with words or like whatever it is and I just yeah I don't like the surprise kiss yeah I don't like it like when you break it down to it being like a man using a part of his body to silence a woman like it's really aggressive yeah like, even if it's something that's, like, hidden by affection, like a kiss, like, it's still not okay. Well, and the thing is, exactly. like, what she, was, what she was talking about when he kissed her was that her mom told her that when boys are mean to you, it's because they like you, which is a whole other thing that I hate. Like, yeah. Yeah, idea, I wish that would go away. And I, I do think that in modern times it has gone away. But, I mean, obviously this is pretty long ago. And I hate it. I'm just like, no, this is not, this is not boys will be boys. Boys don't get to just be mean to you and then use that as an excuse of like, oh, I had a crush on you or whatever. Like, treat women with respect. Let them finish their sentences. Brandon. Yeah, I mean, treat, yeah, like, it's just, yeah, it's just not nice. Like, that's, that's really what it boils down to is it's just not nice. Yeah, because I mean, the thing is, like, I wouldn't date Brandon anyway. But if he tried to interrupt me while I was telling him something to, like, just go in for the kiss, I'd be like, mm-mm, I did not give you permission to kiss me. And also, and then finish my sentence. <laughs> yeah, who yeah. gave you the right? <laughs> Excuse me, Brandon. <laughs> oh. But that but basically yeah, I, wraps up Nikki and Brandon, because then, you know, they just go get a milkshake, I guess. Yeah, which... I know had something like I think when she went to the peach pit the first time she couldn't decide what kind of milkshake she wanted. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's their thing now. I don't know. I don't care. Oof. Yeah. So that wraps them up. So if we go 
all the way back to the beginning of the episode, right after you see Steve and Brandon together, you see Kelly and Brenda walking down the hall together. Yeah, and I think that's when, isn't that when Brenda says like, oh, I could really go for a cigarette right now or something like that? Yeah, and Kelly responds with, so you want to add radiology treatment to your schedule? (laughs) Yeah, man. I don't. I know, like they're trying to show, you know, the butting heads of Kelly and Brenda, but I just love how constantly sassy Kelly is. Like she just always has like a little quip to say, and it doesn't matter who it is. And and I kind of love that. I mean, I think it's been well established that Kelly's my favorite character, so I'm I'm gonna have like rose colored glasses. But I just love when she's snarky. It just makes me laugh. Well, and I mean, truly, in this scenario, she is so right, and like. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. There's just not an <laughs> argument here. Also, did you notice that Kelly was wearing a black dress and Brenda was wearing a white dress or tops or whatever? Oh, my God. Again. They've got to be doing it on purpose. Yeah, they've got to be doing it on purpose at this point. Yeah. Was also, also, Kelly's was, like, so backless in that scene, wasn't it? it I, just that has, was like my comment, yeah. I was yeah. going to say, she does not seem to be wearing a bra to school. I mean, she might have had, like, the little like sticky cups but I didn't know if they existed back then or not yeah I think I don't know Fuck if they a did. bra though <laughs> I mean yeah totally agree I don't think I've worn a bra since whatever the last day I was in the office was <laughs> like there's if you're not going anywhere or even if you are going anywhere fuck a bra they're uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> we really are yeah no, I bought those like really soft like jockey like Like, he was just like, 
I can smell this on you. And he's like, I'm not going to kiss you until you take off all those smoky clothes. And then they turn it into a cute, like, you just want me to slip into something more comfortable. He's like, yeah. yes, I do. Because as much as we've, you know, ragged on Dylan the past couple episodes, because obviously he's still Dylan. He's still like an evolved-ish guy who is not just going to like jump to a bad conclusion or, you know, just, I don't know. Like, I feel like that's really a huge difference between Brandon and Dylan is that Brandon jumps to conclusions so fast. He just takes everything at face value and whatever it is, he reacts to it. Um, But then Dylan, he just kind of takes everything in stride and understands that there's more to a person than one decision or one comment or one choice. I don't, I don't know. I feel like that's like a huge, huge difference between the two of them. Well, and like, it was really interesting when you didn't have the whole, oh, Kelly and Dylan had this whole thing all summer together. Like when you don't have that thrown in your face, like I really liked Brenda and Dylan in this episode. I was like, oh, they're back to being cute. Like, you know, she really wants him to go to college and like at least keep that option open for himself. And you know, he really wants her to stop smoking, but they're not like, they're not really letting that get in the way of their relationship. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah, like they were really cute this episode. And I know. I have to remind myself that Dylan's kind of a pile of garbage. I know. It's still, I still have a little bit of a bitter um, taste in my mouth just knowing how it's going to end and that it will end, you know, before we didn't really have like, I don't know, an expiration date or really have anything that was forecasting like, oh, they're going to break up at some point. We just all thought they might because of college, but you know, we were just enjoying the relationship for what it was. And now I'm like, well, the shit's going to hit the fan. It's the fan at some point. Um, thanks for reminding us. So sure. Just stab my heart a little bit more by giving us these little cute dildo moments. Just, okay. Thanks. You know, right. Cause like, they have broken up before and they've done, you know, little discretions and stuff in the past, but it didn't seem so final. But like, I don't think Brenda yeah. is going to come back after she finds out about Dylan and Kelly. And if she does, I'm not going to like it. It's going to be really hard for me. <laughs> well, we'll see. I mean, yeah, I, I truly don't know how any of this ends and what happens next. And I'm like, 99% positive that Dylan and Kelly do date in the show at some point. But that's all I got. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I thought it was really interesting that Kelly's talking about like, do we need to add radiation to your uh, schedule and whatnot? Because Brenda did have a cancer scare. And oh, like, yeah. Yeah, she definitely did. And, like, Cindy does bring it up later and is like, excuse me, do I need to remind you about our family's medical history? Mm-hmm. But I was like, you think Brenda would have remembered that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because it's, like, it's one thing to get caught up in, you know, doing something that you just pick up in another country because you were there for a little while or whatever. But, I mean, the Parisians do a lot other, lot more things than just smoke. So I feel like... You know, she could have picked up literally anything up else up. Like, she could have, like, started saying a colloquial um, French word or something. Um, but, yeah, you would think she would have thought, oh, wait a minute. 
I shouldn't smoke because I have like family history of cancer or like at least think back to, you know, a year ago, I guess, ish, when she had that, um, that lump in her breast. So that episode, was that also the SAT episode? Ooh. Yeah, I think so. It was, okay, it was the yeah, it's only, it was a, test only episode, a test episode, right? Yeah. yeah. It was only a test. So every time we have the SATs, Brenda has some cancer story. Mm. That's that's a fun one that I can't wait to leave behind. Yeah. <laughs> they won't get to do it next year because everyone presumably will graduate. Mm-hmm. Just, they'll find some way to be like, she has an entrance, entrance exam to get into uh, medical school. Right. We'll find a way to bring it back. Right. Actually, yeah, I'm pretty she's, sure she leaves the show long before then. So she gets like I don't know. It's like whenever test comes up or like stresses come up, she just gets some vice and just like sticks to it. Yeah, it's just like hmm, interesting parallel. It's it's yeah, very it, much. It's like I think we've talked about having like bingo boards before of like all right, which ones are they going to repeat this season? And it really does sound like they put all of the storylines up for last year and then, like, threw darts at them. And they were like, SATs and cancer. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, whoops, didn't we do that? Oh, it was so long ago. How do we make that one happen again? David hasn't taken the SATs. <laughs> we'll have another one. Well, and I don't think they've, like, driven home the fact that Dylan is really on the fence about college either, so... I know. Okay, really the idea that he just showed up at some other random high school and was like, is it too late to sign up for the SATs? Yeah, that was so strange. Like when I took the SATs, it was like you signed up well in advance because spots got taken up, you know, relatively quickly. And it was at a random school, but that's because I think, you know, they opened it up to maybe the county or something like that. I don't remember, but I want to say it was like, you pick a location, and that was like a um, designated testing center or something, but it was usually at a school, and then you sign up for it well in advance, and then you get there, and you take the test, but it, I don't think we had walk-ins. Yeah, I don't think, I took it twice, and I took it at the, like, the private school closest to me and the public school closest to me the two times. I didn't take it at my own high school, but yeah, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure everyone showed up having signed up well in advance. Yeah, and he was, he just showed up and he was like, "Here's my business card." <laughs> yeah, I don't know it didn't even look up. like an ID. I know. I was just like, "What are you doing?" And why would he have to hand an ID to take the SATs? I mean, I guess to prove, like, I'm gonna put Dylan McKay on my thing, and this is to prove I am Dylan McKay taking the test for Dylan McKay. But yeah, does it? Co it I didn't think it was kind too. of. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it costs money. I don't remember how much, but it wasn't like oh, you yeah. just show up and you take it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they don't just take cash. Yeah. I did think it was interesting, like, how Dylan got to take the SAT. Like, I actually think for as, you know, shitty of a father as Jack McKay has been, he made a good point. That wasn't necessarily one of those, like, well, any kid of mine is, you know, going to go to college. That's what you do. Like, it wasn't something like that, but he... You know, when Dylan makes a comment about um, Jack sounding like Brenda's dad, he was just kind of like, well, 
if you want people like that's respect, you got to earn it. And that's not to say that you can only like to get someone's respect, you can only go to college. But I think the point they were trying to make is it's not so much about like college is temporary, but what it leaves you with in that diploma or that experience, it can stay with you forever. And that, and and I'm pretty sure Jack said like, no one can take that away from you, which is so true. And again, not saying that, like he could have inserted anything else. Maybe it was an internship. Maybe it was um, a job right out of school. Like who knows what it was. But I think the whole point was, is like, you don't just get respect by existing. If you want to play with the big boys or if you want to, you know, if you want to impress people and show that you're you know, a good member of society, there are certain things that you have to do and you do have to earn it. And this is perhaps one of those things, because I feel like he initially, his reasons for not taking and not wanting to go to college is because of Jack. But then at the same time, the reason he went and took the SAT was also because of Jack. Yeah, no, I thought the whole thing was really interesting because like you said, like, you know, he tries to throw it in his face that Jack, you know, gave all that money to California University or whatever the name of it is so that he could get his honorary degree and he's like yeah and everybody knows that's what I did right and then yeah when he says like oh you sound just like Jim Walsh and he's like well you want to know how to get the respect of the Jim Walshes of the world you go and do something Mm -hmm. because yeah I agree with you this could have been replaced with pretty much anything it was just the idea that his dad is being like no you should go do this instead of being a cheat like I am Right. Exactly. He was like, don't like do as I say, not as I do and be better than I was. And this is a way to do it. Yeah. And I do think the way that they're treating the SATs for Dylan at this point is very much like just to keep your options open. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm sure as soon as he gets his scores back, someone is going to be like, well, now you have to go to college. But at this point, they're being like, okay, fine. If you're still not sure you want to go to college, at least take the test. Yeah, and I feel like really the only person that's like pressuring him about college right now is Brenda, which I find weird. I don't I also don't really feel like that's a very Brenda move. I feel like that would be a Brandon move and he was actually the one to be like keep your options open and like kind of chill about it. And I'm like, "Well, I feel like goody goody Brandon would think that everybody needs to go to college and Brenda would be more like whatever cuz she like for a half second contemplating backpacking with um What's his face? Uh, oh, blah, blah, blah. yeah, Rick. Dean Kane. Ah, Rick, yes. Um, you know, she seems to have a little bit more of a wanderlust or at least not, like, follow the path that's laid out for you or or whatever. She's kind of a more road-less-traveled kind of gal, and Brandon is very much on the straight and narrow. So I feel like their opinions on what Dylan should do kind of flip-flopped. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how I feel about Brandon this year because I do think that, like, part of his, like, I just want to relax. I'm not going to take the SATs again. Yeah, Dylan, you should keep your options open instead of committing to going to college and you don't think you want to. I think a lot of that might be driven by Brandon just assuming he's going to get into the college of his choice. That's fair. That feels like a Brandon move to me. Yeah, that's fair. Which, can't prove it. We'll have to see what happens when they actually start applying for colleges and getting into colleges and cannot wait to see which of the twins gets rejected from what schools yeah or like is there going to be a competition well not is there there will be a competition on how many schools 
you know, Brandon gets in versus Brenda or which school or whatever. So, yeah, we'll definitely see that. I really hope we get to see Brenda's new SAT score and it is just like wildly better than Brandon's. I would love it. I would love it so much. Because really, like, he'll just get mad about it. He'll find some way to be angry. Exactly. Or like say that, you know, Brenda didn't really earn it or he was really tired that day. Just (laughs) Brandon. I guarantee it would be something along the lines of like, well, if I took the SATs again, I would have gotten a higher score too. Exactly. Okay, then why didn't you? But that's neither here nor there. Because in the episode, (laughs) Brenda goes outside and sees Beth having a cigarette outside the school. And I love that. I think Beth says, like, why is everyone so rattled around here? And it's like, because it's West Bev. Yeah. Like, I know the real answer is because of the SATs, but I was just like, no, it's because it's West Beverly. Also, like, I'm curious when the whole zero tolerance got started, because she was, like, smoking on a high school campus. And I know, like, at my high school, that was certainly not allowed. So I wonder when, like, the zero, the zero tolerance rule happened. Well, and she's a random adult on a <laughs> high school campus. Like, yeah. you can't just do that. And then, yeah. like, she she takes Brenda with her. She convinces her to go to that really weird coffee shop. Yeah, so, okay, I wrote down a weird note, and just, I think it was just because a weird, such a weird vibe between Beth and Brenda, but I was like, these two are kind of giving each other hard eyes here. Like, maybe they should hook up. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would die. Yeah, that would have been, I mean... I could have seen it only because, like, Brenda Brenda would totally would have gone to other people and been like, you guys, she's really a nice person. She just works for a bad company or, like, some stupid like that. Oh, oh, my God. I would love it so much if she just, like, took her to this coffee shop and was like, oh, yeah, we really want to run this story. And then, you know, they spend the day together later and Brenda's super insightful. And Beth's just like, oh, my God, you're so good at this. And Brenda's like, God, thank you. And then they share a cigarette together and then they just get closer <laughs> together and closer together. And then I it's like it. night out. <laughs> All right. I so Mary. It. Their ship name is Breath. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Mary, part one of your fan fiction series is Dylan and Brandon. Mm-hmm. Part two is Breath. Oh, and yes. you can call the story short of breath. Oh, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> It'll be like they're about to just, like, get together and then they get interrupted. Yeah. What if that's always their thing is, like, they are they have so much sexual tension, but every time they get close to acting on it, they just get interrupted. Or just start coughing because they're addicted to cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah, and okay, then you could make your own, you could make your own backstory on Beth. Like, we don't have to, like, take this one episode and leave it. We can make our own stuff. Oh, yeah. I feel like I can fill in her life with the details that they've given us. Like, she went to journalism for that. And um, also, yeah, I think there's enough there. (laughs) I'm glad you think so. about what they give us. Because, like, 
the whole Beth story just ends with her being like, well, I quit my job because they wanted to do bad things. And I didn't go to journalism school for that. Right. See. Like, that's it. She's gone. We're done with her. But yeah. So that was Beth and Brenda. Then we get BJ at the Peach Pit. Ugh. And when Steve calls him Beach. Ew. Yeah, it was so gross. Well, and this is another one of, like, let's repeat a story we haven't had in a while of Steve breaking into the school to steal tests. Right, exactly. Because I also forgot that Steve, like, cheated for a little while. Um, Honestly, until Brandon brought it up, like, later in the Peach Pit. And basically what they're trying to say is... Um, BJ has a master key, which apparently this one key opens like 45 different doors and cabinets right, and I, it has tests in them. I refuse to believe that there is actually a master key to West Beverly High School that opens the front door, all of the classrooms, all of the teachers, you know, lounge and offices and blah, blah, blah. And like, no. Exactly. Impossible. I refuse. It doesn't make sense. Like, why would a high school not be like? I don't even know. Not every lock is created equal either. So, like, a filing cabinet keyhole or lock—that's a better way to say (laughs) that—is so different than a regular office door lock. Yeah, and both of those are a lot different than however you would lock the front door. Like, that is going to be a bigger lock than like, a regular interior door, and then you got an even smaller lock on, like, filing cabinets. Exactly. And, like, BJ's whole argument of it, of, like, I really just want you to be in my frat someday. Yeah, I didn't understand, like, why he was threatening him. Like, BJ was threatening Steve. Like, and he was like, well, if you don't want it, I'll find someone who does. It almost kind of sounded like he was trying to pawn it off because he didn't want it anymore. And then he, like, calls Steve a jerk. I was like, wait a minute, why, how is Steve a jerk in this scenario? Yeah, that's what got me, is he was like, I really want you to be in my frat someday, and then he was like, for once in your life, don't be a jerk. I was like, what? When, when was the last time Steve was a jerk? Uh, yeah. He, I mean, very That recently, is not a word I would use to describe Steve Sanders. I mean, exactly. Like, summer Steve was just weird sometimes. Well, like, that's the thing. I would call that, like, sunstroke Steve, not jerk Steve. Spoiled splut Steve, not jerk. Exactly. Like, it does not seem like he has ever been bad to this guy. And him just being like, well, I don't know if I want to cheat. BJ being like, don't be such a jerk. Yeah, yeah, it didn't make any sense. And and I just, like, I don't know. Why why got why you got to make Steve tempted to do this? Like he's so much better than that. And like why did you have to have Brandon come and save the day and give him like some heart to heart and be like you're better than that, Steve, and you don't need to cheat. And remember what you said in Mr. Denzel's class, you used to cheat. You're not a cheater anymore. Stop cheating, Steve. I know. It made me really mad that he was like, "I'm thinking about doing this." And Brandon was like, "Don't do this." And he's like, "Well, thank God you're here, Brandon." <laughs> I might have done like why can't Steve come to that decision on his own? Why does he need to have Brandon? And then he even says, like, you bring out the Boy Scout in me, Walsh. Yeah. I hate that. I feel like that just belittles Steve. Well, and that makes Brandon seem like he's, like, the um, 
the bar, right? Like he's the, you know, the goal and Steve is just constantly underperforming or whatever. Yeah, no, they definitely make it out to be that like Brandon is the glue that holds some of these people together. Exactly. And it it just makes me so mad. Ugh. And then, yeah, I think the next scene is actually Brandon complaining about Nikki because I wrote Brandon's already complaining about Nikki. So they're definitely going to start dating this episode. <laughs> and you were right. <laughs> Called it. <laughs> How do I know? Brandon's just a one note person. Oh, my God. He is such a one note person. He is the definition of monotone when it comes to his personality. I guess. Well, I guess we could say he's would it be dual tone because there's yelly Brandon and then there's White Knight Brandon. Mm, that's fair. They, they usually go hand in hand. It's a blurry line. But yeah. Like, that's it. That is it. If he's being angry about something, you know it's going to be a big deal in his life. And then if he's right. talking to one of his friends, he's going to have his White Knight moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, and speaking of, speaking of um, White Knight Brandon, so I'm pretty sure it was like sort of right after this because this right after this happens Brandon and Brenda are driving home and they they actually have a decent twin talk here like their conversation in the car was um was pretty good just because Brenda was like you know the backstory wants to do the story and I blah 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 and then Brandon's basically just like you might want to check with Miss Teasley because reasons um but when they get home like Jim and Cindy are apparently going out, which was, it seemed like it was going to be past their bedtimes. So I was a little surprised they were going out. But then <laughs> Brenda just out, like I think Mary said in her synopsis, cigarettes just fall from somewhere onto they the do. floor. And they all just take like four seconds and just stare at the cigarettes. <laughs> I laughed out loud at that point. I I loved the whole cigarette scene. And like, No, everything that you just said, I completely agree with. Like, it was a really cute twin talk, and I thought it was funny that Brandon was like, we really need to check with Mrs. Teasley, because, first of all, he's right, but the other thing is, this was kind of a callback to the last sex ed episode, where Miss Teasley went up to Brandon and was like, you need to stop this. Oh, right. Like, I feel like it was kind of a throwback, and he was like, this is my duty. I do need to stop this. Yeah, like, maybe, like, he actually learned a lesson. Possibly, yeah. And that's, like, I I think this episode had a lot of, like, callbacks. And I really liked that aspect of it as much as I didn't like other aspects of it. Like, I think it had the right callbacks. Because, like I said, it doesn't talk about Dylan and Kelly. But Brandon, things that Brandon do make sense given the history that we have of Brandon. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. And then, yeah, they get home and the cigarettes just, like, get thrown onto the stage (laughs) from somewhere. And I just love how it goes down the line. Like, Jim gets on her about something and then Cindy's like, I don't even know anyone who smokes anymore. And Brandon's like, it is a disgusting habit. And then she's like, shut up, Brandon. I know. (laughs) It's like she – I wanted so badly for Brandon to be like, you don't even go here. (laughs) (laughs) I really, like, all of my notes are kind of – is not fantastic but every now and then I just got really excited and I was like oh my god Brenda said it too because I wrote shut up Brandon oh that's so funny she says it and I was like finally (laughs) 
That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, and now Brenda has become uh, Brenda, I can quit anytime Walsh, which, as we all know, are the famous last words. I know. I I was like, I can't wait to see her quit smoking over SAT weekend. Like, I <laughs> yeah. didn't even think about the fact that backstory was going to blow up in her face, too. Oh, yeah. Good point. Good point. And, I mean, all of the sexual tension in this episode. <laughs> she just needed a cigarette. That's all she needed. Um, But, yeah, and then I think this next scene, I think... Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the next scene. So basically we're at school and we see Donna and David studying together, going over vocabulary words, which was cute. And they're like, like Donna glimpses outside and Dil- I mean, um, Kelly and Brenda are fighting again. And Donna, I feel like Donna's the kid in this scenario and Kelly and Brenda are her parents. And she's just like, I just wish they would stop fighting. And, you know, she just tells David like, they're fighting all the time. They haven't been getting along, like, blah, 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 which we obviously know why. Donna clearly doesn't know why. Um, or David which, knows why. Yeah. To which is extent. weird. Yeah, and it's weird that he's, like, not even hinting at things, you know? I know. When she was saying that they'd been fighting all the time, I was looking at his face being like, is he going to reveal anything? Like, even if it's just, like, a facial expression that maybe she doesn't pick up on, but like the audience would pick up on it. But no. But, yeah, I didn't get anything. I did like them studying together while he's doing his like little DJ job. Yeah. Like that's like, kind of that cute. cute. Yeah. That was and, like, fine. Well, and with the whole like fighting thing, I will say, because do you guys remember the um the summer episode where Brenda and Andrea had to do that play that scene in the play and they had to be mad at each other um I will say I actually think that the ladies are really good at fighting with each other like as much as I hate that Kelly and Brenda are fighting I think they do a really good job going back and forth like the cadence is really good the flow is really good um and I always feel like some of the times when there's certain dialogue it comes over a little bit cheesy but usually when they fight I don't know. I feel like their delivery on um, on the dialogue is just a little bit better. Uh, and I don't, again, I don't know if that's a testament to the writing or if it's just the acting or a combination of both. But so, like I said, even though they're driving that home, this episode is that they're not in on good terms and they've been really testy with each other. But I actually think they're pretty good at it. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think they're really good at it. And I think part of the reason we might think they're really good at like I think it's the writing and the acting is definitely the acting I'm only mostly certain about the writing because when the guys get angry it's mostly just Brandon and <laughs> we're not actually sure that that's what he's supposed to be doing because yeah I mean like that's their a good fights, point their fights have been like Brandon punching Dylan meanwhile like Brenda and Kelly are like snipping at each other and like Andrea and Brenda there is the slap yeah I will yeah I think you're right like I do think perhaps the actors are giving the right level of anger in all these fights like when they have anger dialogue or you know snippy dialogue or whatever it is they give it the appropriate emotion whereas Brandon's like oh I'm mad this scene Perfect. I only got one level and it's a hundred. 
oh, I'm mad this scene. Was I not supposed to be mad in all of the other scenes? Like, yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah. Yeah, so true. Uh, and then didn't, um, oh my god, I'm blanking on their actress's name, Shannon Doherty and Jenny Garth. Didn't they, like, not like each other anyway? Yeah, but I want to say that was, like, later. I don't know if it had started at this point. Um okay. I just know in general, Shannon was rumored to have been quite difficult on set. Um, so I don't know if that was with everyone or just in general or with anyone specific, but um, I think that comes a little bit later, but it could, it could have started now. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm always curious about that because people have said that about this show and then they said that about Charm, too, and that that was the reason that her character was written out was because she and Alyssa Milano didn't get along on set. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Which, like, and then if you watch the early seasons of Charmed, which are arguably the only good seasons of Charmed, I'm still in, like, season six of Charmed. I'll pick it up for, like, 20 minutes and then just be like, this isn't good. <laughs> I'm not watching it again. But it's just sitting on my Netflix continue watching. Oh, like, boy. <laughs> every now and then, I'm just like, that's probably been enough time. I'll just watch it more. No. Yeah, why not? But then, yeah, you go back to the older episodes, and they have this, like, intense tension between the two of them, which makes sense because one is the youngest sister and one is the oldest sister, and it just plays really well on camera. So maybe Shannon Doherty's just really good at the drama. Yeah. And we know Jenny Garth is good at everything, so... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and then that's when, like, right after that, Brenda walks into the radio booth and is like, hey, I saw you guys looking at us, like, blah, blah, blah. Hey, David, do you have that video that I asked for? And he just gives it to her, and that's it. Yeah, and I I really love that she brought that video to Beth and was like, oh, yeah, my friend did this. It's actually pretty good. And I was like, really? <laughs> that's what we're saying now? This was yeah, apparently David got respect in the last, like, four episodes or something. I mean, I, I get it. I really need to move past it. I say this every single episode. <laughs> I just, every time, I can't. Maybe one I day. mean, he really, like, he develops into a decent character. I think there are going to be times, at least some of the ones that I specifically remember, where you're going to be like, David, why do you suck so much? And then you remember, you're like, oh, because you used to be a sociopath. Like, there's going to be those times. But then, like, he's definitely not the worst on the show when all is said and done. Like, as you, because a lot of things are going to change in the next few seasons. There will be a lot of characters coming in, a lot of characters going out, like a lot of shuffle. So I think you're going to, I, maybe, <laughs> I could be totally wrong. But yeah, you might think, end up liking David a little just because he's steady, you know, and he's familiar. That's fair. And I mean, like, everyone does have an awkward stage. So, like, him being weird at 14 is not surprising, right? Yeah. It's just, I think it's especially that, like, we haven't gotten far enough away from some of these things. Like, this is specifically them bringing out a video that David cut together in that freshman year when he was super weird, and you were like, why are you invited to this party? That's true. That's a good point. Like, I think that was the biggest thing that got me. And then, yeah, she brings in the video, 
And then she's talking about getting permission from Mrs. Teasley. And they're like, oh, we're going to cut all this together and then we'll present it to her. Which, again, Brenda would never fall for that. Yeah. And that was like the whole thing there. I was like, I can't tell if Beth is misleading her purposely or Beth actually intends to do that. But then it never happens. Right. I just I don't know. Yeah, that it's part not got clear. a little weird. Yeah, I yeah. agree. But yeah, and that's where, like, they're watching it together, and Beth calls Donna an airhead, and then Brenda's like, she's not an airhead. She has a learning disability. Yeah, I'm like, dude, that's personal. Right? I was like, you can't just go around telling people that. Like, maybe, maybe Donna's totally fine with it, but that's not your story to tell. And then also, when Beth kept trying to call Donna an airhead, I was like, if Donna finds out that you called her an airhead... She will fight you. She <laughs> yeah. will win. She will fight you with facts about her intelligence. <laughs> I know. She's going to pull all those SAT words out, and she's going to be like, excuse me. Yep. No. Yeah, I just hated that whole scene because, again, it was so easy to forecast what was going to happen. It was so predictable because every single comment that Brenda made was bad thing, good thing, bad thing, good thing, bad thing, good thing. So it's like whoever didn't see this coming just doesn't understand television and the English language well and then when they like end the parts with Beth and Brenda together where Beth is interviewing her and she's like oh yeah my parents have been happily married for 20 years because we're from Minnesota it's like yeah like what does that mean well and your mom almost cheated on your dad and they might be happily married but it's not exactly like they're stellar parents right exactly also get the hell over yourself we get it. You're from Minnesota. You have Midwestern <laughs> values. You know who else is from Minnesota? Brandon's racist ex-girlfriend. Ooh, burn. Yeah. Mic drop. Brenda. <laughs> it just, it drives me nuts every time they're like, well, we're from Minnesota. Like, not mm-hmm. for three years. Get over yourself. Yeah, that's the thing. You can't really say, like, Minnesota is shaping you and stuff anymore. Like, you can reference it, but... Like, you're here now. Yeah, well, and, like, high school is very formative years. Like, we've seen all of this stuff happen over the last, you know, two, I guess, and almost a third of a season. Like, this is a lot of stuff that has happened in Brenda's life that would not have happened up through eighth grade. That's true. Like, I don't know. It just, I'm over it. I don't care that they're the Minnesota Twins anymore. (laughs) Minnesota Twins. I know. Brought that call back. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, and then, like, some stuff happens, whatever. And then Brenda comes back to Beth to get the videotapes back. And that's when Beth is going to her, like, segment producer and is like, I don't know what to say. And the segment producer is like, well, I'm going to recut this to something juicy. Mm Mm-hmm. So there. Yeah, which, again, anyone could have seen it coming. Right? Then I do love the next scene where Mrs. Teasley is in the boys' office and is like, yeah, there's a really sketchy van outside. (laughs) Tell everyone not to talk to them. Exactly. Just make an announcement in the morning announcements. I don't know why. Right, David can do it. I know. Yeah, yeah. Why do you have to? (laughs) Yeah, David can do this. (laughs) That was Does the student body really read the paper? Like. And I love that, yeah, Andrea's like, we can get into 
this next edition. And I was like, that's going to be like three days from now. <laughs> yeah. Like, you still have to put it in, send it to the printer, get the copies back, bring them out into the like student body. Meanwhile, you can walk down the hall and David can do this. So silly. It's it like, if this was really a problem, why not, like, go talk to them and say, go away? Yeah, also call the cops. Yeah. Right, right. Like, they're clearly on campus to prey on teenagers. <laughs> call the police. But no, Brandon's response is like, nobody asked for permission? <laughs> yeah. like, uh. I, just, I just love that he starts running around to all of their friends being like, have you seen Brenda? Have you seen Brenda? Have you seen Brenda? <laughs> and that he ends with Dylan, who's like, well, I haven't seen Brenda, but I've seen this girl, Nikki, who was asking about your hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> and he says that Brandon likes to knit, and I just really want that joke to pay off. <laughs> like, I just, nothing would make me happier than in, like, two episodes from now, Nikki and Brandon are dating, and they're sitting at the Walsh's house, and Nikki just brings out knitting needles. <laughs> oh, these old things? <laughs> I hope he gets like, yarn for Christmas. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. I hope Nikki so knits him a sweater. It would make me so happy if she was just sitting there and, like, was trying to make a scarf, but, like, just made one string. I was like, did I do it? <laughs> Brandon, I brought these needles. I was hoping you could teach me how to knit. God, he would go so, like, postal immediately. He'd be like, I don't knit. That's for girls. Yeah. How dare you think I knit? (laughs) I just, I really Uh. want that joke to pay off so badly. It would be so good. It could. And, like, teaching someone to knit is hard. I've tried to learn how to knit. I can't do it. What? Yes, you can. No, I crochet. I don't knit. Oh, gosh. There is a difference. There's actually, like, a huge difference. I tried learning how to knit in high school. My friend was trying to teach me, and she had learned from her mom. And I, like, messed something up, and I went to her mom, and I was like, what did I do? And she was like, I don't know. You should just scrap this. Oh, Oh, no. It was so bad. I don't know how to knit. It's funny that Brandon ran around, like, looking for Brenda when he could have just, like, gone to the RV because Mrs. Teasley said what street it's on. No, that's oh, like, yeah. he literally runs to everyone. He even calls home and is like, do you know where Brenda is? And Cindy's like, why? And he's like, uh, does she possibly need a chauffeur? <laughs> I'm like, really? Cindy should have been like, aren't you at school? Right. And also, Brenda should have been at school, too, right? Yeah, like, I feel like this was so stupid, and so many red flags should have been going off when, like, he just, yeah, just go to the RV. Mm-hmm. Frankly, she's probably there. Yeah. Getting it on with, uh, Beth. <laughs> Almost getting it on. Oh, my God. Brandon <laughs> interrupts them. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Short of breath. <laughs> And it works because Brandon's short. (laughs) It has levels now. It has layers. Like an onion. (laughs) Okay, so now it has to be written, right? (laughs) Absolutely. I'm going to work on this, like, right away. (laughs) I 
Nothing would make me happier than if we all come out of quarantine with, like, a book of short stories about 90210. <laughs> and they're just all about, like, relationships that we wish would happen. <laughs> Ugh. I really want the Stadria one. Oh, obviously. Barry, tell me which one you don't want, and I'll take that one. Okay, um, I know I'm going to do Dylan Brandon, and I'm going to do Breath. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you have to do breath. Like breath deserves yeah. more attention than I can give it. I agree. And, and we all know how much I want there to be lesbians in this show. Seriously. I mean, every Who show doesn't? needs les- lesbians, right? Every yeah, show. I agree with that statement. <laughs> all right. So I'll take Stondria, which works because I'm, you know, on Steve Watch. That's true. <laughs> Steve Watch 2020 and 1992. oh gosh and now here's the cringiest part of the whole episode is when um brenda's at home and jim and cindy are turning on the news and what was that show that was on not that long ago i feel like it was on mtv or vh1 maybe and it was like literally about lifestyles of the russian famous do you remember that i think that was the name of the show Okay, and it had, like, that host who had a very similar voice to the yeah, host of like this show. it was, like, haughty, like, almost British. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, like, very much, like, I'm not going to try to mimic it. I'd need to hear it first, and then I could do it. But, like, very – it was, like, a combination of, like, a almost British voice to, with also, like, a news reporter voice. So it was, like, the perfect amount of, like, projection and inflection. So, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you all remember that because I – just had that in my head the whole time. No, and that's definitely that's got to be what they were going for. So it was Robin Leach, Lifestyles mm. of the Rich and Famous, which mm-hmm. aired from 1984 to 1995, and it was 68 episodes long. Oh, so maybe this was a literal spoof. Yeah. Oh, he only did 13 episodes. Oh. How about I'm so confused? But yeah, I mean, like he did multiple episodes of these throughout the 80s so like this has to have been a spoof because they're talking about like the lifestyles of the rich and spoiled or whatever they call it yeah exactly but yeah and then it all gets taken horribly out of context and it looks like he interviewed brenda and she says that stupid like well i'm from minnesota Mm-hmm. and then she's like maybe nobody saw it and then it's on at the peach pit well and like yeah, they focus on Donna, but they are, like, going after Kelly. And I felt so bad for her. I know. It, like, truly, when she starts trying to call everybody and she finally gets to, you know, the Taylor Silver house and David picks up and is like, well, she doesn't want to talk to you. And frankly, neither do I. It's like, duh. Yeah. No one is going to talk to you. Exactly. Oh, also, like, right before this, was when Brandon had finally found Brenda. I don't remember the advice he gives her, but he says, Brenda, I don't give you advice that often, so when I do, do me a favor and take it. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Oh, man, that should have been my quote of the week. It's not too late. Uh, you're right, because I don't really have a good one. I have been writing down quotes that feel very quotable in this episode, and I'm just <laughs> waiting for you to say I found it. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you this. We have not gotten to it yet. Okay. Um, 
don't really have any more quotes, though. Oh, I didn't guess it. <laughs> well, yeah. I didn't really actually write the quote down. I just wrote, I referenced what was said. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that, like, they show everyone seeing it, and the only person that could possibly have not seen it was Dylan. Mm-hmm. Right? Because he was, you know, on his way to see his dad. And this was a time that, like, if people didn't know this was happening, which I don't think anyone would have, and Brenda didn't seem to even know, um, like, if you didn't record it, you wouldn't get to see it. Right, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, Dylan didn't see this, and, like, he's going to hear about it, but he's going to hear about what happened. He's not going to have actually seen it and, like, get to experience this, like, outrage that everybody else is having. I just thought that was interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, so, like, nobody wants to talk to Brenda, so she decides to go out for a walk to, like, you know, have a cigarette, and that's when Brandon's driving home and he sees her, and he's literally pulls over and is like, you just want to be alone so you can have a smoke. Yeah, he's, like, guilting her or, like, baiting her. I don't know. It was it was a weird – I didn't love it. Well, and this was another one of, like, him being White Knight Brandon and, like, him mm-hmm. being the reason that she finally quits because he says, seems to me if you can get through this without having a cigarette, you can get through anything. And she straight up throws her pack into a trash. Yeah. Like, I just – I don't understand why Brandon saying anything is why every other character is, like – Man, you are so right. I can't believe I was going to do a thing. Yeah, like, I never thought about that. Yeah, like, it just, it makes me mad that Brendan's saying something. It's why Brenda quits and not any other reason. And yeah, yeah. she just quits. Yeah, like, she's done. We're she's done, done with the whole smoking thing. Just fun three episodes. But instead, they go home and have three scoops straight up. Oh, I loved that so much. I was like, this is serious. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, Dylan goes to see his dad. His dad gives him the speech about the Jim Walshes of the world. Yep, convince him to go to the SATs. And also now all the rest of them are at the SATs. Um, this is, well, right before, okay, so Miller which I know that, yeah we get to see him again and now I know his name because last episode I didn't know I couldn't remember his name but he gets all gross and toxic masculinity on Kelly and Steve is immediately there like taking up for her and this I will say there was a little bit of a difference in how Steve protected Kelly here than all the other times because it didn't feel like it felt like a very friendship way no I completely like this is the Steve I'm expecting to see mm-hmm. and like yeah it does feel like you know this is this isn't like the uh Halloween party with the scary cowboy where he's like how could you do that I love her right like this exactly. time he's like leave her alone yes 100% which I really appreciated um and not that Kelly can't stand up for herself because she absolutely can but just the fact that Steve did um but did it from a perspective that felt more like a friend and like you know don't talk to her like that kind of thing, that felt good. Well, and I think, you know, like, yeah, it, Kelly could have stood up for herself. Donna could have stood up stood up for Kelly, you know, whatever. I think it's kind of a little more meaningful that Miller said it and Steve stood up to Miller because that's been every single interaction that's so true. far. So, like, I'm cool with it. Yeah, me too. Um, and then 
Brenda shows up and tries to talk to them. And this is where I get, I had really two quotes of the week. Um, and this is where I get one of them when Donna basically looks Brenda up and down and says the scan, um, this card, oh, whatever. She does uh, the SDSM thing. Scan, discard, select, move on. Yeah, she like looks her up and down and says that to her and then just walks away. I was like, sick burn. <laughs> I love Donna. I know. I She's so clever. Yeah, and then while they're all taking the SATs, Beth shows up at the Walsh house so that she can talk to Brenda. And then Brandon's like, he goes, oh, it's Beth, the backstabber from Backstory. Yeah. Like, it's too many bees. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it with the bees. And then, yeah, she says, like, one thing about how she wasn't going to write the story like that. And it's not her fault and blah, blah, blah. And Brandon just gets over it. And then is like, oh, I also know where you can find Kelly Taylor and everyone else. And then just and helps her. they show She's up. Like, oh, it's, it's Brandon. Yeah. It's Brandon again. And then they just show up there, and I did love, real quick, how um, when Steve, uh, Kelly, and David were walking out of the school, how David was like, wait, guys, we got to wait for Donna. She's getting extra time. Like, I actually like that they specifically said, this is why Donna's not dumb. Not, oh my gosh, not done is what I meant. (laughs) But also- It still works. Yeah, it still works. Because I think it's a common misconception- when you hear learning disability that it's like like you can't really um tangibly feel what that is right like it's because it doesn't really um show itself in like a physical form or something and so I like that basically David was like this is exactly what happens when you know because of her learning disability she just gets extra time because honestly that's so my sister didn't have a learning disability but she did have a physical disability and so long story short she was right-handed when she was little but when she had her brain hemorrhage that caused the right side of her uh, body to not function the same way as her left so she had to be forced to be left-handed and so therefore she writes slower and so she was also given a modification to her test to be able to have a little bit more time because she writes slower and so I feel like that was just a good way to explain to the viewers hey like this is not just something we're saying about Donna. It's true to her character, and this is what we're doing about it. So I actually like that. Oh, yeah. No, I liked that a lot, and then I really liked that it actually played into the story and that David mm-hmm. wasn't just saying it and then it got dropped off because they were trying to get out of there really fast because they wanted to get out before Brenda, and David was like, we can't leave because she gets an extra hour and a half. And Steve was like, oh, well, if she gets an extra hour and a half, we'll just come back in an hour and a half. And then David's like, well, she might not take an hour and a half. Exactly. And like, yeah, they're having this whole conversation, yeah, kind of expanding on it of like, all right, well, she, you know, it's harder for her to read all of the questions, so she gets extra time to do it. Mm-hmm. And like, it doesn't mean that she's going to be in there for an extra 90 minutes. And like, even when they talk about it later at the Peach Pit, and they're like, so is this open book? And she's like, no, I literally just get extra time. Yeah. Like, and it's it like not a big deal. In. Yeah. It's great. And then, yeah, that, like, filled that little gap of time for Brenda to start walking out. And I love that they're all like, oh, God, here she comes. And then she walks right past them because Beth is there. And she's just like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Like, this is the Brenda that I expect. 
we shouldn't have had yeah. to see this Brenda because she shouldn't have been stupid earlier. In the <laughs> right. Episode. Right. And then, yeah, like Beth has shown up with the receipts to be like, this is everything that we had originally talked about. So you can see that she wasn't being a total bitch about things, even though Brenda did say every single one of those things. She totally did. She absolutely I, did. It just, I mean, just get over it. They're just like, oh, okay, we're good now. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end of that conversation comes in my second quote of the week when, um, like, it's all forgiven. Yay. And then Beth, like, starts to pull out a cigarette. And Brenda goes, you know, Beth, you really shouldn't smoke or something like that. No. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, Brenda, you stopped smoking, like, 12 hours ago. I know. I feel like she's like, Beth, you really shouldn't be smoking. You should give those to me. I'll get rid of them. Yeah, right? <laughs> I feel like she was just like, don't light that up because then I'm going to want one. So yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah, that's more accurate. Yeah. But everyone else is probably just like, Brenda, quit. And she's just like, yeah, yeah, I, I quit. That's what <laughs> mm-hmm. I was saying. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then they go, they all go to the peach pits. They can end there. And then, like Nikki walks in and Donna tries to get her to come sit with them. And she's just like, Brandon. <laughs> no, and then Brandon takes her aside, and then you know, that's when they surprise, have a shut up kiss. kiss. Mm-hmm. It's just the shut up kiss. Like he would literally cut her off rather than listen to her talk. It was like, oh, sorry, I just had to do that. Like, no, I know. He Not a great ending. <laughs> Not great. And then yeah, I was like, Nikki has questionable taste in men. Oh, very much so. Like she went for. David, who we know I don't like, but who also had a girlfriend at the time. And she was, you know, under no circuit, like, she was not aware of any circumstance that he was still available to her. Right. And then now she wants Brandon. And we also know how I feel about Brandon. Mm-hmm. And that's the episode. Sure is. So what did you grade it? All right. Follow me on this. Because it was an SAT episode. I gave it a C plus for calamity caused by a chain smoking correspondent. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, I wanted that I literally like, That's like a perfect old timey newspaper headline. <laughs> hey, Sonic Calamity caused by a chain smoking correspondent. Get the news on the double. <laughs> Oh my god, totally unrelated to that. I do love at the very end when they were talking about the SATs, and somehow all of them had the same reading portion, which I feel like was not actually popular. Oh, right. But then they were like, was the guy supposed to be a Martian? And Steve was like, you're so dumb. And they were like, he was a Martian, <laughs> And he's like, he was a Martian? <laughs> he's like, shut up. Poor Steve. It's okay, yep. Steve's got money, he'll be fine. That's true can't cheat on the SAT not easily cheat on yeah (laughs) yeah okay so I so I gave it a b minus and my score my phrase is I liked that but damn it twins Mm. because I hated the twins and then I realized after I wrote it I was like I'm pretty sure I keep giving all these episodes of B's because everyone in the show has a name with a B. I mean, like I just have a letter in my brain. All I do is think about B's. It's true. I mean, it's really difficult. 
Like if you ever forget a name, just guess a B name and you're probably <laughs> right. Right? Like I can I was about to start saying B names and the first one I was going to say was Bobby and I was like, "Damn it, that was on the show." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had to specifically look up um SAT words that started with a C cuz I couldn't think of any on the top of my head. <laughs> I mean, when was the last time you had to use SAT words? I feel like there are like a handful of words that like I like clung to and could use in my everyday speech if I needed to, um, or like randomly like a word will come out. Like I think I said colloquial earlier, and <laughs> fun fact is that I that was one of the words <laughs> that was on the list when I was looking this up before the episode, and I was like, I can't use colloquial in this. <laughs> Yeah, so fun. I'm smart sometimes. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Oh, man. Yeah, but that's all. That's all for yeah. the episode. So what's next week? Yep, so next week we have Season 3, Episode 9, High Wire. Okay. And I do yeah. know that Darren Starr wrote this one. I was just about to ask, is like, when's the next time we get one of the, like, big name writers Mm -hmm. yeah it's not super clear if he was because it has two writers on it and he's on there so it's not super clear if he legitimately co-wrote it or if he's you know just attached to it because he's a creator as well but um yeah yeah, and it might it might be one of those things where like being like a showrunner somebody else writes it and then he gets to like have the final say over it of like does this actually fit the narrative right exactly all right, so the next Karen Rosen episode is, oh my god, spoilers, uh, <laughs> episode 11. Sorry, I'm on IMDb, and there are some words in here. Oh boy. Yeah, it's, uh, okay, we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> um, until then, you guys can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at back to Podcast. Yeah, and make sure to send us some emails. We uh, we got to catch up on our emails, but we're going to do that. Um, so keep sending them because we enjoy them, and we'll eventually read them, or at least parts of them, depending on say, what's going on. I, I read them. I just don't read them out loud. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> I meant we read them, but maybe we'll read them on the podcast. Um, yeah. And I'll get back to those emails. Um, just like you can get back to West Bev with us. Ooh. <laughs> <I> <laughs> but yeah, like that it. email address is backtopodcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. I will say, I don't remember if it was an email or a tweet that we got, but uh, somebody mentioned that uh, that I'm so blanking on everyone's names. The actor who plays Brandon and the actress who played Emily Valentine, like, dated in real life oh. around the show, right? And they were like, I can't believe you didn't bring that up. And I was like, honestly, we do not talk enough about, like, drama outside of the show. Which I yeah, think is because I don't point. know it as well. Yeah. But Well, and I think it would have been different had we been, um, you know, a teen or a little bit older when this was on. Because, you know, I remember you know, tons of stuff about the behind the scenes or the, you know, actual real lives of actors of shows that I watch now or watched when I was in high school and college. So yeah, I feel like 
that's awesome though. I, you know, I hope our listeners keep bringing that stuff up because it's just stuff we don't know. And that's juicy and fun to talk about. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I, I personally do not know all these things. And I think it's a little bit harder to look this stuff up because the show is so much older. So like, yeah, if people know interesting details like that, keep sending them our way because I think they're fascinating. Oh yeah, definitely. Yep. And yeah. um, thank you at Kimmy Lizzie for bringing that to our attention on Twitter. Thank you. I was trying to look it up while talking and I'm like, how do I get to my own Twitter page? <laughs> what is my iPhone password? <laughs> I'm just sitting here like scrolling and then like I got distracted because Mary posted a picture of us on Animal Crossing <laughs> together. And I was like, oh, that's me. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, yeah. But keep bringing us those juicy facts, um, any comments or thoughts, any of that. And also don't forget to leave us a five-star review um, and rating on iTunes so that more and more people can find this podcast and more and more people can give us and you fun facts about Beverly Hills 90210. And we'll keep bringing them to you every week. Keep listening, keep talking to us, and we will see you next week. So from all of us at Back to Podcast, I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. I'm Mary. Bye. Bye. See ya.